Hello and welcome to the podcast on what it's like to be a forensic psychiatrist. My name is Ali Ajaz, I'm a trainee in forensic psychiatry and today I'm speaking with Dr. Paul Simon Williams, who's a consultant in the field. Thank you for joining me today. Thanks very much. So how long have you been a consultant for? Around seven years. And can you tell us what a forensic psychiatrist actually does? Forensic psychiatrist generally works in assessing and treating people with mental disorders who come into contact with the criminal justice system. Many of our patients will have convictions for criminal offences, sometimes for seriously violent or sexual offences. However, we also look after patients who are more difficult to manage in lesser conditions of security, such as general psychiatric units, and therefore come to our units for assessment and treatment. So do you spend a lot of time working with the police? Some of the time is spent working alongside the police or probation services. Most often we work with the Ministry of Justice and some of us work in prison. Many of our patients have been in prison before the court or on probation. Those who are considered to pose a serious risk to the public may be on particular sections of the Mental Health Act, which means they come under the supervision of the Ministry of Justice. And it's with these patients that we cooperate quite closely with the Ministry particularly around the subject of risk. Okay, and do most forensic psychiatrists work in hospitals? Many of them do. Um, there are hospitals with different levels of security, broken up generally into high, medium and low. Um, some members of staff work in high secure hospital, which treats those patients who are deemed to present a grave and immediate danger to the public. However, many of our patients in this field are in medium security, which is where I work. And this is for patients who may have moved from conditions of high security or been transferred from lesser security hospitals and undergo rehabilitation back to the community. In the past few years, there have been development of community forensic teams, where I also work, and a person may just work completely in the community and not work in hospital at all. Okay, and do any forensic psychiatrists work in prisons? Um, yes, quite a number actually. There have been major developments in improving healthcare in prison over the last few years and many prisons now have mental health in-reach teams provided by the NHS. However, this area remains a challenge due to the degree of need within the prison and the circumstances of the environment. Are there any other settings that you work in? Many of us will prepare reports for the court and this would involve going to court and giving expert evidence. Often it's giving evidence for a hospital order that's a sentence where instead of someone being sentenced to prison, they're sentenced to rehabilitation in hospital, which sometimes then would continue into the community. Many of the listeners may have come across examples whereby high-profile cases are discussed and psychiatrists have had to give expert evidence. That sounds like quite a challenge. It can be a challenge and it may be that somebody prefers to do that work as more of the mainstay of their work rather than just occasionally dip into. However, in preparing reports for the court, one gathers a great number of skills and there's a particular skill in being able to explain complex mental disorders and their relationships to the offence to a court, including a jury. So what personal qualities do you need as a forensic psychiatrist? 
I think it's vital to have good communication skills, both written and verbal. A large part of the job is about reading and digesting information and conveying a message about a person's mental disorder, their risk, including the reasons for the offence. And this can be to a variety of people, colleagues, other agencies, including courts. We need to produce a number of reports, be it to the court, to mental health tribunals, or for the Ministry of Justice. So you have to get used to writing long and sometimes quite detailed pieces of work. So a healthy degree of obsessionality can be a good thing. And any other important attributes? Well, a number of the patients we look after have serious and enduring mental disorders which are treatment resistant. Many have complex comorbidity and personality disorder. And it's unlikely that someone will get better very quickly. And sometimes patients are in hospital for a longer time, including years. So one has to work with patients who are somewhat treatment resistant. I think one needs a curiosity about why patients offend, uh, especially when the vast majority of those with serious mental disorders do not. An interest in psychotherapy is also helpful. I think it's very important for someone to be a very good team player. We work alongside nurses, occupational therapists, social workers and psychologists in formulating opinions both on the care of the patient and also the risk that person may pose to others. And this is a vital part of our work. One also has to communicate with agencies who, unlike us, have the primary aim of public protection. And can you be an academic in forensic psychiatry? Most definitely. There have been a number of psychiatrists who have become professors in the forensic psychiatry field and many developments over the last 10 to 20 years in forensic research, both medically and with non-medical research. In terms of uh, education, there's plenty of opportunities to learn more about the subject and broaden one's interests and then to teach others in the speciality. Well, it sounds very interesting being a forensic psychiatrist. How do you train to become one? You have to be a qualified doctor. So a person would need to go to medical school and do foundation years in hospital to become a registered doctor. This at the moment would be five years in medical school and two years as a foundation doctor. You could certainly choose to do some psychiatry within your foundation years to build on your medical school training. And I would recommend this to see whether or not you enjoy working in mental health settings and with those with mental disorders. And what happens after you're registered? A person would firstly do basic psychiatric training and pass their membership exams through the Royal College of Psychiatrists. This may take around three years and you would change job every six months. You may get an opportunity to do forensic psychiatry training at that stage. You would then apply for a specialist forensic training scheme. This would take another three years, during which you would have access to various levels of security for experience, work in prisons and in courts. You should then be ready at the end of that for a job as a consultant forensic psychiatrist. You have described the role and responsibilities of a consultant forensic psychiatrist and it does sound as though it can be quite stressful at times. What do you do to relax? Personally, I like reading uh, the cinema and writing screenplays. Um, I would certainly recommend healthy eating, 
exercise and a good life-work balance. Thank you for your time, Dr. Williams. It's been great to hear your insights into the field of forensic psychiatry. Thank you very much.